0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Game Before the Money podcast. This episode, we examine a call between President Nixon and Hall of Fame coach George Allen. Hi, everybody. This is the Game Before the Money podcast. I'm Jackson Michael author of The Game Before the Money, Voices of the Men Who Built the NFL, also writer-director of We Were the Oilers. Both are available at Amazon.com, and you can always learn more at TheGameBeforeTheMoney.com. Found something really neat for this episode of the podcast. It's the Nixon tapes. No, it's not Watergate. It's a phone conversation between President Richard Nixon and and Washington Redskins head coach George Allen following a Cowboys-Redskins game. The phone call comes from the Nixon tapes, which were released by the government and are in the public domain and are available on the Nixon Library website. A lot of neat things in this conversation that took place in October of 1972, shortly before the 1972 presidential election. And back in the day when home games were sometimes blacked out in the home markets. So President Nixon will explain how he was able to watch the game on television, and his description will bring a lot of you back to the days of analog television, and he'll also give the reason why he didn't attend the game, although he apparently was welcome to do so. At various points, I'll pause the conversation to give some background info on what Coach Allen and the President are about to discuss. And I've edited a few parts out, but you can hear the entire phone call on the Nixon Library website filed under tape 32-007. Most of you football history majors out there will know that Nixon and George Allen were good friends. Most people, however, think that they got to know each other during Allen's stint in Washington, but the truth is their friendship started in the 1950s when Allen coached at Nixon's alma mater, Whittier College. And Nixon later went to law school at Duke. And that's something just to note as you listen to the conversation about the game. And giving some background info about the game, the game was played on October 22nd, 1972 at RFK Stadium in Washington. Both the Cowboys and Redskins had 4-1 records coming in. And this was a battle for first place in the NFC East. The Cowboys jumped out to a 20-7 lead in the third quarter, but Sonny Jergensen brought the home team back with some help from the the over-the-hill gang defense and an outstanding day by running back Larry Brown, who was the NFL's MVP that season. And this game is a good example of his outstanding year as he had 95 yards rushing, 100 yards receiving, and two touchdowns. After the game, Dallas head coach Tom Landry told reporters that his team just didn't make the big plays on that day. Allen told reporters that his players just kept, quote, fighting, hitting, and scrapping. Now, it's no secret that President Nixon was both a college and pro football fan. This call is a fun listen, and you'll learn a lot about Nixon's knowledge of the game. And one of the first things we learn is that even the president of the United States Gets upset at the referees
1: sometimes. Hello, Mr. Allen. Mr. President. Well, I suppose the whole town has been toasting you, but I waited a little while to. But you. you didn't need me today. But I watched it on television. I had it. Uh, I had a special wire in here to the White House and got oh, to see it. Geez, wasn't it? was it some game? <laughs> well, you know when you, George, when you were thirteen points behind, you know, and when you're off. No, I, yeah. I I thought I thought you were dead. Yeah. I, what did you think? Were you discouraged then or not? Tell you what 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 uh, what what I was trying to do. I was, of course, incidentally, if I may interrupt you, yeah. the only thing that gave me a little hope when I thought of their thirteen points was that they made some of them on mistakes. Yeah. I mean mistakes and bad breaks. I mean yeah, my right. God, when they called that a completed pass. Oh, that was. That was a that's a bad call. Did it you was think a terrible call? And uh, at halftime, uh, we told it the team that uh, we had every break go against us in the books. Right. And we're only behind thirteen to seven. I tried right. and incidentally they, they had only scored one touchdown. Yeah, and that and that we could still pull this out and, and uh uh then of course they scored and it went twenty seven and uh, boy but I I'll tell you uh, Mr President, uh, our team has so much uh, togetherness. I know that's so right. kind of corny but we, nice. we've got kind of a family, you see, and buddy. Is happy for the other guy's success. And right. the fans today were fantastic. Oh, I can tell. You know, the ground down there was trembling. Really, you could feel the vibration. Yeah. And then when they started to yell, defense, defense, defense. Right. And boy, the the, the defense finally came to life.
0: In the next section, George Allen told the president what he told the team after falling behind early.
1: When uh, Dallas scored. Uh, the first half, you know, with those two long runs, I thought, yeah. Oh my God. That's right. Didn't that discourage you a little? Well, it did, but I think what we what we kept preaching that we got a lot of time. Just, you know, play our game. Sometimes you try to get back too fast and mm-hmm. you make a mistake. Just play our game. There's a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Uh we're gonna take that ball away on defense and uh, that type of approach, you know. Right.
0: In this next section, George Allen talks about the locker room after the game and the two talk about Roy Jefferson a Washington receiver who also was a member of the Baltimore Colts when they won Super Bowl V.
1: Boy, the dressing room after the game was whatever What were they doing? <laughs> oh, you know, Roy Jefferson's played in the Super Bowl, and he said, Coach, he said, the Super Bowl was never like this. Yeah, <laughs> and he caught one one that was very important, yeah. didn't he? And, uh, he only caught one pass, didn't he? I think so. But it was important. Oh, gosh. Well, at this type of a win, everything was important. Yeah. To beat Dallas, everyone has to come through, you know.
0: The over-the-hill gang defense made some big plays on that day. Speedy Duncan and Pat Fisher had interceptions. So the pair are going to talk about that some. And earlier we learned that even the president of the United States gets upset about referee calls in NFL games. And now we're going to hear that even the president of the United States plays armchair quarterback.
1: I uh, I was thinking if Martin, on one point there, had the presence of mind that stallback would have had to run. He would have run, yeah. But uh, thank God he didn't. No, that's right. Well, they... Uh, we beat the world champs and we came from behind twice 13 points and, that's right and uh on national television yeah and those marvelous those, those two marvelous interceptions Boy, yeah. <laughs> well, you know that was something wasn't it it uh the, it, it was like New Year's Eve in a room after the game right? well I bet the you know this Brown is something else oh he was he yeah. was he was exhausted and uh we yeah. just have to take him out for one plague. he's got a sinus condition yeah. Yeah. and uh Then he's he's come back.
0: Richard Nixon, of course, wasn't too friendly with the press. But in this section, we learn that Nixon might have made a great sports reporter. He's getting the injury reports before anybody else does.
1: Who'd you lose? We lost, uh, uh, this hasn't even been announced, I don't think we lost Malinczyk. He's going to have to be operating on either tonight or tomorrow morning. And he's a real good special team guy, you know? Oh, I know. He's, he's recovered like, fumbles and everything. Yeah, he's like one of your troubleshooters there that doesn't get right. a lot of publicity. Right. But, oh, I know. He's been fantastic you know, in the early race, game. Yeah. Who do you replace him with? you, you have to like, trade or what? I don't have anyone yet. And the trading deadline is Tuesday, you see? So, uh, so you're getting busy, are you? Yeah, so we got to try to get someone. But when you're in first place, no one wants to trade with you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll come up with someone.
0: Those of you who listen and subscribe to the podcast already know that George Allen was the first NFL head coach to have a special teams coach. You can learn more about that in the Marv Levy episode of the Game Before the Money podcast. Marv Levy was his special teams coach during the 1972 season. Allen and Nixon both understood the importance of special teams. They'll also talk about what Cowboys owner Clint Murchison reportedly said during the game?
1: Those special teams—they are so important. Oh yeah, that and, and they have such a spirit on those special teams. And uh, uh, gosh Dad, I uh, this this win today was a mm-hmm. well great thing for the for the area and uh, the town. That's right. Yeah, and, uh, and and you know, here's something that Clint Murchison we heard uh, made the statement that uh, when it was twenty to seven. Uh, he made this statement. He said, "Well, it's a good thing that this game is blacked out in the Washington area. See, <laughs> see he owns the Cowboys. Sure, I know. And uh, I know him well. So, uh, <laughs> we 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 made him eat his words, you know. <laughs> I'll say you did. But, uh, well, the thing uh, it was on national television, wasn't it? I got it on Channel Two from yes, Baltimore. Well, yeah, but yeah. uh, most have been blacked c- out in this area. CBS. Yeah. Well, you see, I got it said we have a way to get channel two here yeah. we have some special attend uh, a uh, uh, or something but uh, anyway they, we got it on a closed circuit deal I don't know what it is but if if any of your family mr. president would like to go mrs. allen would love to have in her her box up there so uh, well I knew that you told me that and I think that that's probably right wait after election day otherwise it's gonna look as if we're trying to trying to exploit the team and I'd yeah. rather not do that but uh, you just go ahead and win them
0: next up. They talk about the upcoming game against the New York Giants and their quarterback, Norm Snead. And then also talk about the man once traded for Norm Snead, Washington's legendary Sonny Jurgensen, as well as Larry Brown and the game-winning touchdown scored by running back Charlie Haraway. And the president asked which players earned game balls that afternoon
1: we got another tough one, the Giants, this week. Oh, boy. Uh, They've they really come back. They're on fire now. Sneed is yeah. real hot, you know. Yeah. And Did you, he came from Duke, too, didn't he? Uh, Sneed, I think, is from Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And, and of course, Sneed and Jurgensen's from Duke, so yeah. right. they're about the same age. Yeah. Of course, Jurgensen was just, he was just fantastic today. Yeah. Right. The old man was really going. Well, yeah. But Brown, I must say. God. Haraway. and let me say that. Haraway, that watch down touchdown run. I... Uh, I didn't know he could move that fast. Well, he's lost a little weight, and uh, is that what? Is that help? And uh, yes, see, he doesn't have to be that heavy. And weren't you a little surprised when he when he turned that corner and then wham, he was yeah. in the end zone. That was that was the big play of the game, that, I think. That put us ahead for good. Yeah. Yeah. it's good to have him do one because you know he's sort of second fiddle to Brown all the time. That's right? He, How did he feel after the game? Oh, he was great. He he, he was just great. He just yeah. Uh, and uh, we told him after the game that. Uh, this is, this is the way to live and this is like yeah. being reborn you know who'd you give the game ball to we gave one to Sonny and then we gave one to Larry Brown he, yeah. he deserved one and, not to the defensive and then we gave one to uh, uh, Speedy Duncan came up with a big play and then you mean uh, interception yeah, and then, yeah let's see who got the fourth one. there was oh Lenny Haas who was Hurting, he hurt all week and couldn't practice, and then played 60 minutes. We gave him one. Was he blocking as well as usual? No, he, uh... That probably hurt your middle. Of, I noticed yeah. your, you weren't running very well up the middle, but... Exactly. Uh, that blocked field goal, Mr. President, at the end, that was his man. See, that last field goal we attempted. Oh, was that blocked? Yeah, it was tipped. I see. Yeah. I yeah, see. Deflected. Well, you didn't need it. What the heck? So, Well, as it turned out, we didn't, and, uh, well, anyway, if you had gotten it, it would have been a tie if they yeah. scored. What the heck?
0: This next part is insightful for fans of George Allen and especially of Allen's over-the-Hill gang defense. They'll talk about a play in which Dallas running back Calvin Hill dropped a sure touchdown, and then Coach Allen describes Washington's defense.
1: When uh, Hill dropped that pass oh, in the first quarter, my God. Yeah. What happened there? You know, Somebody missed a signal. You know, or it, right? That's a play that we've been defense all week in practice, Yeah, and we were making the same mistake. And I remember one day we went over it four times, that same play, and uh, it's Patios' it's coverage, you see. and Way we, back there? Yeah, where we are in what yeah. we call a combo defense, uh. and the quarterback had longer to throw. Yeah. So usually he hits him right away, and he had a little longer to throw, and, of course, he'll just... Uh, just heal that fast? He runs a 4-7. I played an athlete very fast. Oh, yeah, I know he is. Yeah. And, uh, but we, well, it was a great game between two very fine teams. I mean, you, you play next week, you may lose. That's right. Right? That's right. But uh I must say, yeah. if you had to win one, you want to win the first one, right? Yeah. Well, this is important because we, I thought we had to beat him before Starbuck gets back. Yeah, because he'll make it tougher.
0: And coming up here, the two leaders talk about what's next on the schedule for both teams. And to clear up some potential confusion, when Nixon talks about Landry, he means Greg Landry, the Lions quarterback, rather than Tom Landry, the Cowboys' head coach. They also discuss Washington's two quarterbacks, Hall of Famer Sonny Jurgensen and Billy Kilmer. And it's important to know here, Jurgensen had suffered a devastating injury the previous season, and Billy Kilmer had filled in at quarterback.
1: I'm at the Giants, uh, they're going to be, they're, tough. They're going to be tough, but will your, will your fellows be up or pretty or well, down? We got to get them up. We just, we just now that we're in the driver's seat, we can't let down. You know. Nice. And uh it's only, who, did, who does Dallas play next week? They play. Uh, I think they play Detroit. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Detroit may beat them. Boy, that Detroit is a. I, you played them sure. earlier, but I, that Landry, if he is, he's tough, sure. strong, runs well, right, and they have a terrific defense. Yeah. Well, that that would help. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they're going to go through the process now of who's going to be their quarterback. See, they're going to have that problem. Now. Yeah, because, yeah, because Staubach's back and so yeah. forth. Well, so, that'll I mean, worry him. I must say, uh, though, that uh, Morton was fantastic in the first half. Yeah, yeah, he was. He. But then then Jergy began to come through, and yeah. he didn't have any interceptions, did he? No, we got two and sacked Morton three times. So, yeah, uh, was Jergy? He was sacked. Uh, just once, once and he, I thought he was hurt then but well he got his face cut a little bit but he's he's yeah. okay huh? I think he's for what he went through last year and this year he's going to be a better man you know because of it now it's how's his attitude great, great attitude. now it's Kilmer's attitude great attitude yeah he understands it yeah great and of course it's good you have him because if Joey has been hurt you could have put Kilmer in there and you wouldn't have lost him because Kilmer's Kilmer has a certain balance that, right? that the other fellow doesn't have exactly don't you agree mean, if you want to play a sure game, yeah, you better take Kilmer. But uh, on the other hand, uh, he can't make sometimes the very big plays. No.
0: And here they wrap up the call with talk about what the team's plans might be as the trade deadline approaches. And they'll also bring up an interesting rule as to why they can't make a trade with the AFC's Baltimore Colts. George Allen also remembers when he was an assistant coach with the Bears when they won the 1963 NFL championship
1: game. Tell me about one other last thing. Yeah. On the trading, uh, You, you, you have any way to get a, just one more fast cornerback, have you? Well, I'd like to. I, don't uh, you know, uh, I see some of these, a uh, couple of these youngsters that are uh, playing, you know, with that uh, that Green Bay team and so forth. Yeah. You couldn't get one of those, could yeah. you? Yeah. I'd tell you, I... who can you, you give? Well, that uh, they want, yeah, I, uh, I'd, I'd like to get. We need one more football player. See, there's no question about it. We, our guys, we have to give 110 percent to win. See, we're right. Well, Dallas has better personnel than we have. You know, I had that impression. And uh, you were just, you just put more spirit in, in the last time. Right. Huh? You know, if you want it bad enough, sooner or later you're going to get it. That type of an approach. And right. We could use one more. I, uh, I'm going to be on the phone and just call everybody in the league and see what they want to do and, uh, and uh, well I know nothing about it except I do feel that the, uh, is is uh, is Pettibone going to be back or not? I hope so he's he's he's, he's, uh, he's still he's still slow but he's awful experienced right? oh yeah right he doesn't make mistakes but you know if you have one fast cornerback oh, yeah. that would be something That's, you know Baltimore's not going any places this year why don't they trade you something? well we can't trade with the other league you see Oh, you're in the other division. Yeah, that's right. they're in the American, right? Yeah, Sorry. that's a crazy rule we have. We're all one, Yeah, we can't trade with each other. Silly. So, uh, I'll lay you money. There's a cornerback out there someplace. Some, you might even go, you know, for one for a young man. I know yeah. they don't appeal to you, but you know, one right. of the, yeah, a right. good fast young guy is that's what you right. need, don't you? He, that's what we need. Yeah, somewhere yeah. that can keep up with these fellows. Like, incidentally, I don't think the uh, Hayes caught a pass, did he? I don't believe he did he caught one again. And Lance Allworth, he had one down there, but, uh... It was out of bounds. Out of bounds. Yeah. And he's a great one. Yes, he is. He's a great one. Yeah. But, you know, when you stop to think they have Hayes, they have Allworth, and then they have these, uh... Sellers. These Sellers, who's fantastic. Right. And how you could stop these guys or something. Well, I'd, uh... Well, yeah, just live it up and, uh... Well... At the present time and, uh... Have a glass of milk and put a bit, <laughs> <laughs> But no more. We... We, uh they have so much to be thankful for, and that's uh, sure. And but I, you, you, I'll, I'll, what happened? I didn't get to. I had to go take a few calls out. But right after the game, did the crowd go wild? Oh, they went. They were. They, the crowd was fantastic. I when we won the world championship when I was with the Bears, and the Bears are uh, the Bears crowd are deep rooted. You know, they're old. Oh, I know. And, and they weren't like this crowd today. Yeah, right. Of course, it was cold that day. It was. Yeah, it was rough. Ten above zero. What the crowd did? They come on the field. And oh, they came on the field and uh, they they uh, they just cheering when you're going through the dugout. There just standing ovation. You know, everybody standing mm-hmm. up, giving you an ovation and uh, great and uh, great. Uh, I think the crowd today was was worth a field goal. So, uh, all <laughs> <laughs> right. And as I say, I, I, I'll come around when, when you need me. You don't need me yet. Uh, well, you got, but you got to take New York for yourself because i got a campaign next week. Okay. Uh, you, you handle New York and I'll... Uh, you handle a campaign. I'll try to handle Dallas next time. How's that? Fair to you? That's a deal. <laughs> okay. Mr. Bye. Say hello to your family.
0: Sonny Jurgensen would suffer a season-ending Achilles injury against the Giants. He describes that injury in the book, The Game Before the Money. Washington still won that game and finished the year with Billy Kilmer at quarterback. They defeated the Packers in the NFC Divisional Playoffs and the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game before falling to the undefeated Dolphins in Super Bowl VII. President Nixon, of course, won the 1972 presidential election. And what happened next is beyond the scope of this program. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Game Before the Money podcast. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen at thegamebeforethemoney.com. Next week, I'll have a feature on the legendary Dick Night Train Lane. This podcast is powered by our transcription partner, Sonix, S-O-N-I-X. Visit Sonix.ai to learn more. And transcriptions of podcasts are available at thegamebeforethemoney.com in the podcast notes section.